Machiavelli, I seen you guys this entire competition. You guys have always been battle cats. But the point of redemption is that once you redeem yourself, you do something so you don't end up in that place again. I know you shaking your head. I'm shook too, because I love y'all. But this ain't the battle show. This is legendary. It's about group performance. So I have to go to the House of Revlon. That's one Revlon. I need to speak to the Shining Sun Law. I want to disagree with Compton Barbie at the end. <laughs> yeah! If you end up in the bottom and you fight out, that should be commended. The odds in this town has always been against us. And we have pulled it together and worked our ass off because we redeem ourselves no, every but single law, time. This is a great conversation, wrong scenario. Wrong scenario. This doesn't have anything so. to do with this. What? You I'm don't just, know. You don't, so but wait a minute, because I let you talk. <laughs> you don't know Revlon's life. We don't know what they've been through. Yeah. One fight and one person's struggle does not trump another. And I love Machiavelli, but the storyline for me has run stale. That's not fair to the competition. I don't get that. Law, you're just so tired. And in the words of my late great song, keep it moving. <laughs> But the storyline has run stale. It's run stale. Like, who talks <laughs> so, like that? That is exactly why they have her on there, because they know that she's going to create sound bites. And that is the that is part of the magic of Kiki Palmer. She does her thing, and I love her for Law, it. you're just so tired. Just, Law, you're so tired. You're so tired. Like what? What she are you talking? Like some old woman. She said like the some old woman. The narrative has run stale. <laughs> like she really, I re I'm starting to think that those people are really in her head. Those are different personalities <laughs> that she takes on that she actually has no control of. I love it though. Shout All those out characters to Kiki that Palmer. she does on TikTok and stuff. Like no, those are actually people living in your body. Shout so. out. Um, what are we so clearly we're going to talk about legendary legendary i actually i saw the finale yes um i have some thoughts um what else are we going to talk about we have so much to talk about it was finale week for some reason it was so many shows um i finished this week and i'm just like crossing them off my list i'm like oh wait I, i'm running out of shows and but there's so many other shows that are on their way for the summer that i'm going to be excited but we're talking about real world homecoming uh, New Orleans, uh, that happened. I want to talk a little bit about uh, P-Valley. We're going to talk um, about Stranger Things. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Justin Bieber and what's been going oh, on with yes. him recently. Oh, my gosh. So, so bad. Yeah, so we have lots to get into. All right, let's do this. All right. I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trent Rashad, and you're listening to Co-Pop. We are back with another episode, Pop Stars, and like always, there's so much going on. Yes. Okay, so first let's get into the week. How was your week been? What are you watching? Give um, me the rundown. My week has been great. It's been busy. It has been just a lot of crazy things happening right now with work that I'm trying to stay on top of. 
I have also been staying on top of my TV watching. I am caught up on everything. Good. And so let's see here. I was watching um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Miss Marvel, which premiered on Disney. Um, I have thoughts about that. Have you, did you bother to take a look or? I did not. I saw the opening credits, which I applaud. The opening credits enough for me was like, wow, this is Mm -hmm. is definitely a project and lots of effort has gone into it. So it's an actual live action thing. So Mm -hmm. it's. The opening credits is part of her YouTube show. Oh, I love it. So yeah. that's what we're seeing um, as she's on the computer during that opening sequence. It's, and I'm not quite sure if this show is for me. Okay. But I may end up having to watch anyway just because. What is the target demo? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, it's just, I think I might be tired of seeing the high school tropes like i i just i think i'm high schooled out okay of of watching these these dramas and these shows that all take place in high school and have these teens and their teen problems that i just don't really care anything about okay but you said that you you might have to end up watching this because well, because they're just to stay in the stories well, yeah, of the marvel to stay in the story and be able to keep up with yeah. how the narrative is shifting as a whole and so i mean i'm i'm going to watch it's just I don't, I'm, I'm not quite sure if I like it or not yet. So. I'm going to watch the um, screen ramp pitch for this oh, oh when gosh. it comes out. That's okay. how I'm going. So I'm going to actually skip the the series and then I'll I'll watch that. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I've also been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, okay. How, how are you liking that? I've really, I've, I'm actually really happy with the season, but how, what it's do you think? It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's definitely funny. Um, Marlo is my fave. A little campy, yeah. It's, it's good. It's very campy. Not a very serious season. It is little... not at all, and I love that. And yeah. I love to just laugh. Um, and it's <laughs> this made-up storyline. Is this what we're doing, Sheree? Is this what <laughs> we're really doing? Now, I don't know how made-up it is. We, I mean, because... we're going to act like that we ever thought he was actually going to show up. I never thought he was ever going to show had up. No, you, you I know. had no intention of seeing him. When, like the whole episode when she kept mentioning it and even had him on FaceTime, I was like, well, this FaceTime looks superimposed on the phone, number one. And even if it is real, it was like, oh, I'm going to come down to Atlanta and see y'all soon, even though I'm right here in Philly and could see you now. But, you know, you ain't doing nothing. I think what I would have thought, I think it would have. So I would have thought that I would have like, oh, this is all a stunt. This is all a setup. If they didn't send the her and the team to Philadelphia, they sent her and a camera crew to Philly to film this. Right. Which let me know that, okay, obviously we're putting resources behind. There's been someone who's scouted a location for this. There's been someone, you know, like there's some work that goes into filming a scene for these Real Housewives shows. And so when they decided to uproot her and a skeleton crew to philadelphia i was like oh this is actually about to happen i think it would have been different if they were like in new york and he's coming he's on his way oh we're in new york oh he's gonna he's gonna come he's gonna come because i have i have seen this happen before right on these types of shows and they'll do like a oh he's you know he's on his way or he says he's gonna come and then he doesn't actually end up showing up Mm -hmm. this situation child this situation (laughs) 
a little different because they had that skeleton crew. And I know the lengths that once they have a crew out that's going to go do something like that, that they're they're going to go full balls to the wall to get whoever they have to in, in front of that camera to film. So was the PO officer insinuating that they were going to do a drug deal or something? I have no clue. But that also kind of hit me because when Sheree yeah. came out and they were like, what's going on? They were like, production's on the phone right now. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so this is not something that Sheree is even, even involved. She's in. not even involved no. in. Like production is yeah. working to figure <laughs> out what where is he at? We're here. Right. We're, we're loose, like yeah, this, we're losing time. This restaurant is daylight. about to close. She has yeah. what she say about 15 minutes. <laughs> like, come on. Like yeah, so I, I that he said that he could not come because it would be a parole violation, and that the parole officer had flagged no it because yes. she thought it looked weird. I'm not. I'm not weird. sure exactly what the situation was. For me, there's no excuse. You know who Sheree is. You know that she does this right. show. You know all of those things, right? He's been on. We've seen him we've on seen the show him. before. He's never been there in person. We, we've never seen him on in person, but, but we've seen him on, on screens screen. and like yeah. stuff like that. So we know of him. But it is still a little weird that we've only seen him like through a screen. Yeah, it was. So. It was a, it was an unfortunate scene. I, I, like out of all of the camp, that was one serious sobering. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is a little sad. I, I think also, just to be funny, why why in the world would you sit outside? This is the dead of winter, and you're sitting outside at this, I ta- at no this little rinky that was table. About. I don't know when it was, they but let them yeah, inside. it was weird. I have no clue. They would not let them inside. I, be- I believe it. It's probably something along the lines of, yeah, like, we we couldn't get like this is the best location we could get on such short notice or or whatever. She's like, oh, it's a little colder than I thought it was gonna be. Like, it's like y'all could girl, be outside. Why are you sitting out here then? Jesus. Anyways, all right, we've all right, we've all legendary. We've got to talk about legendary. Okay, go. No, you said you had something to say. Like, oh, I I do have thoughts about legendary. Um, I think that. Overall, and I feel like we may have talked about this and we've said this time and time again before on mm-hmm. on this show, the judging needs to be refurbished, refixed, Re- refurbished. Yeah. I feel like they judge. The thing Redone. about the judging is, is that it is. I mean, when you think about it, it is pretty authentic to ballroom culture like sure. people just judging on sure. like how, how they, they feel, feel and they ain't got to you know yeah whatever and like it is authentic to that but for this kind of like competition for this type yeah. of money like this is, there needs yeah. to be some there, we need to see a little bit more organization we need a little bit more consistency and we need a little bit more expertise on the subject matter so i really liked your idea I I thought about it some more, and Trent's idea was to give each judge a category. Are you gonna let me share what my idea was? Or are you gonna try <laughs> to come in here and try to well, well, okay, explain sh- over me? Sh- <laughs> share it, because that's, that's what right. I don't I'm need. Sorry, thank is you. another man trying <laughs> to control me? That's the last thing I need. Okay, explain it then. Um, no. So yeah, basically exactly what Marcus Drew still just said. It was basically that we would have judges who would provide 
a score, but only for one certain rubric or criteria of of the actual of performance. The program, yeah. So, for instance, Kiki. Law, okay, who Law. is you know fashionista, she, he would provide the, the score the costume, for the looks, the look. costuming, yeah, all of that hair, like all of that that yeah. he would he would be providing. Just the soul rating for that, and he Laomi, would give it a, on a score of one to ten. Yes, he would give a one to ten rating, mm-hmm. and that would be okay. That score for fashion is going to go into the overall average. Laomi would be our technical, technical. so she's looking for the actual Spins, precision, dips, the, the floor, all of that, the, the actual incorporation of, of the envelop, uh, elements of Vogue yeah. within it, and she would give a one to ten score based on technicality. Yes. Okay. Um, Kiki would do showmanship. Yeah, showmanship so overall have, performance. Yeah, like showmanship or, you know, also overall performance. Um, I think Does the theme make sense? You know, that well, wait, I was gonna give that to somebody else. Oh, okay. okay. Um but <laughs> I, hope, I, hope not, I hope not who I think you're gonna Kiki give it to. Kiki is gonna do more so the overall of being able to kind of emote and tell yeah. a story um through through the actual performance. And yeah. so show that showmanship rating and then Joe, for jamila jamil i said she do incorporation of the theme <laughs> and that is no shade but you know that's incorporation <laughs> of the theme and how well you thought that they incorporated what the actual theme was and she can give a one to ten rating on that i mean and then all of those you put all of those in there no and then, shade and then you could have a guest judge who said i want to do an overall effect score or sure, overall sure you know what i'm saying you could have a guest judge say you know overall i think it was this and you know, add that in there too. Sure, I think that if, so. If you're gonna do that, then you have to have the caveat. You can't let the guest judge be the tiebreaker. No, you don't can't. do that. It either. has to go to Deshaun. Yeah. Deshaun needs to be the tiebreaker. Deshaun, or now utilize the studio audience that y'all had. Y'all did not use at all yeah. this entire season. And we, I mean, I don't know if y'all forgot that the studio audience was there, but like they were not incorporated. They were they were utilized more so as a prop. prop. Um, and so like figure out how you want to incorporate that live audience in there. I think that that was a, that was a big missed opportunity, but overall, I mean, they're, you know, hair, makeup, costumes are always so elevated. I'm always amazed at what they're doing on these like crazy timelines and schedules yeah. um, in terms of choreography. But it was and very interesting. Of everything. The, they cut the fashion segment though, where like they were yeah. getting costumes. It was like, we don't have time to film they that. They got cut this season. No, they was like, do y'all want clothes <laughs> yeah. or do y'all want to, y'all want to film B-roll? Right. Y'all want to feel filler. So that was um, interesting. But definitely some elevated things that did happen throughout this season. I really liked um, I love the packages at the end for the finale of the two houses yeah, on the stage. Yeah. I thought that that was like done so well. And like yeah. Aoki looked really, really, really good. Um, but I think overall I was happy with who won. They got it right. Yeah. Finally. Yep. They got it right. Finally. Um, okay. Let me, I guess let's move on. <laughs> we can talk about this all day. Yeah. Um, the last two things I've been watching, Drag Race All-Stars, obviously. Still a great season. Great and season. I finally got a chance to watch the Fire Island movie. Nice. What'd you think? Let's talk. So it was very cute. I, yeah, very I really cute. enjoyed it. I cute film. thought it was very fun. I thought um, it, it gave me everything I wanted out of a, a gay movie. And I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I I watched it again. I was like, oh yeah, I would watch this mm-hmm. again. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, it's something that you could have on and like 
you know, multiple nights or just it's a film that you would watch again. Right. Which is really nice. Right. You always want that. So, yeah. no big ups to everyone and the entire team. Uh, cast and crew at Fire Island because it was it was a cute film. Yeah, and Conrad Rickamore, <laughs> fine. Call me, fine. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Slide into the, the very DMs. nice. Very cute. Very. Um, okay, that's all that I've been watching. What about you? See, so you. This is what happens. You go through your and you but go through you, the entire giving, TV guy, the and then you be like, okay, I'm now what you are you watching? And it's like, okay, you want me to take a, you want you me to take an additional thirty minutes to go through what? How long you I want to talk do about yours? I don't That's never why I'm stipulate saying it's just like that. crazy. I don't um, no, I mean that. I'm watching. I'm continuing with all kinds of shows. I will spotlight a few that I am watching. <laughs> I um, spotlighted a few, so bitch. I will tell you. All right, I told y'all that it was season uh, season finale week. Um, so I watched the staircase finale already on HBO Max. Um, very interesting series. If you haven't, I I may do a spotlight on this. I'm not sure, guys, but. It was really cool, and um, I'm a huge fan of true crime, but the, the season finale definitely ended um, what, I, for what I expected. I'll say what I expected. It wasn't like a – it's always different with true stories because you already know how it's going to end. Right. But, yeah, it's um, – It's kind of spoiled already yeah, for you. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, you know, it's set there for you, but it was, it was still good. Um, I also watched this new show – I'm totally obsessed with Trixie Motel. How is that? It is so good. So uh, Trixie Motel is on Discovery Plus, and I'm telling you, if you are a friend, or if you are a fan of like HGTV home renovation, watch this. This is a really cute show. Um, RuPaul Drag Race contestant and All Stars three winner Trixie Motel uh, during quarantine brought bought a uh, hotel in Palm Springs, her and her partner, David, and they are, which, you know, they have a very tight turnaround in which they want to kind of make these renovations. And so they're doing a lot of DIY work. Um, and they, they somehow got with discovery plus to bring a camera crew along for the ride. Hmm. And it's, it's very interesting because I, because I have seen Trixie Mattel on, drag race and i know how she competes and i know how you know how she's ran her career mm-hmm. um after leaving drag race and she's just kind of one of those like workhorses that does one thing right after the other and you see a little bit of a different side of her in this because this is a project that she is while she's at the front of it this is really more so about her partner's dream and one right. of the things that he wants to make happen and she's Trixie is trying to make this happen for her partner, you know, and already on a crazy schedule because she's like coming in between like tours and all this kind of crazy things. And they only have so many days, but it's really good. They have uh, Nicole Byer was on one I of the episodes of uh, Mo Hart and they bring a lot of other people. Lisa Vanderpump was also in the season uh, premiere of this as well, but it's really good. I would say give it a watch if you um, if you like that kind of stuff. Um, and then P Valley and uh, the Real Housewives. I feel like how Atlanta is so campy. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills has <laughs> so much going on. I love how you call Atlanta campy. <laughs> Why? 
It is. It is very camp. Like they're giving like screenshots of like each other's websites not working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like you spelled the archive wrong. That's not the French. You know, that's not it the is. French pronunciation. I'm laughing because it's true. It's like very like campy stuff. I feel like Beverly Hills has way too much shit going on. They got all okay? the real shit. The girl going got on. robbed. Jesus. I mean, they yeah. literally broke into her house and robbed her blind. I remember while her. she was there. Mm. Okay. Was this, who was this? This is Dorit. Dorit. Okay. You have Erica going through a full federal court case okay. with her yeah. husband, like Tom Girardi, Jesus. and then now we had Lisa Renna, whose mother Lois, who's a big part of the show been on the show for years and years um actually passed away in this oh, past so these women are just going through so wow. much it's just like it is crazy and it's and i think what is weird is that it's ha- everyone there's something happening to everyone and they're all together mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so they're filming this show on top of these like huge personal life things happening mm-hmm. um which is just like wow it's yeah it's really interesting to watch um shout out to crystal and sutton who gave me one of uh my favorite dinner scenes in a long time this past episode um crystal kung minkoff and sutton strack who kind of went head to head regarding some things that sutton may have said or might might not have said um last season so Always the drama still on top of all of that. I'm, I'm, I keep saying I'm going to get back to Beverly, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is I where just, it's, I mean, this, I have, I this is a season to watch because yeah. it's like so much going now. on. And like, you know, I feel like what we're also going to see down the line is that Garcelle's going to get the news that the reel's being canceled too. And yeah. so it's just like, it's, it's, gonna be more it's really more just like more. hitting them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, this is too much i'm like you know what maybe y'all should just take a break everybody go deal with y'all life stuff and, and then, then come back no you know like, Bravo's like this is great TV. yeah like they of course they're going to capitalize yeah, on it we want to know exactly not. how y'all feel and yeah it was really crazy be because you know lisa Renna's mom lois has been on the show for such a long time that they did a very nice package of like all the times that she's been featured oh, on really um housewife it was it was really nice nice so so yeah so that's what Ooh. I'm watching. That's a little bit of what I'm watching. Shout out. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. Let's move on to our beloved segment of this podcast entitled Woo Child. This is the part of the show where Marcus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week. So things that made us say <laughs> Woo Child. Um, I'll, I'll, let me go first. I okay. want to start because the first thing I want to talk about um, that really made me say Wu Child is this whole Justin Bieber situation. So, oh my gosh. I saw that video. I just feel so bad for him. So, okay. So for those who don't know, let me just share. Um, Justin Bieber is currently right now on tour. He is doing the Justice World Tour, which is a seven-leg, 130-day tour. Okay? That he started back in February of 2022. Now, um, recently, like the last couple of shows in June have been canceled mm-hmm. and he's, he kind of posted on Instagram, you know, due to non COVID related illness, you know, I'm going to have to cancel. So, and I guess people shows. have been getting mad and people are like, well, what? Okay. Non COVID, like what's going so on? What's like, going is, on? you got a yeah. sore throat. Like what's, what's up? 
take some Alka-Seltzer, take some Robitussin, and, and get back out there. Now they feel bad. Now, Justin Bieber took and did a live um, this past week, kind of sharing exactly what's been going on with him. And so I'm going to pull exactly what he was saying because I don't want to get the diagnosis wrong. But as soon as you see the video, and it's probably up right now on his account, mm -hmm. you see that something is wrong with visibly wrong with his face. Yeah. And he's like, okay, it's but it's not like immediately, like you can like it's see it immediately. But when you when you see him start talking and he yeah. starts to well, <laughs> one eye's blinking. He he's, starts to blink. And yeah, like, and it's like, wait, well, wait, okay, what's, going on? what's going on? So he goes yeah. on, and he's like, Hey, I know a lot of people have been wondering about, you know, what's been going on with me. And as you could see, um, you know, one side of my face is paralyzed. It turns out that he's been diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Okay. And that's exactly why he's been having to cancel. Now, like we said, it's that one side of his face that's totally paralyzed. Mm -hmm. He can't blink out of one eye. And then he when he was like, like talking and muscles. he was smiling, yeah. you could tell like the muscles were tightened, but they weren't moving. moving. No. no. Um, he says that this comes from a um, a virus uh, that attacks the nerve system um, and that starts kind of closer to the ear and pulls all the way to the to the face and jaw. Mm. Um, as of right now, he says he just needs to rest. Like, that's the big thing. Um, and so it's not, you know, I'm sure he will be better. He will get better. But where that side of complete side of his face is paralyzed, I keep looking at these pictures. It's not funny. It's not funny. No, but it's the you know, video that got me because I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's but it's, it, it is the time, side of his face, please. and you can see it. So, you know, definitely a woo child for me, Justin. Please woo get child. better, and we're yes. sending you our thoughts and prayers. Yes, absolutely. All right, so it's my next one. All right, if you're a fan of Scream then you're going to be a little upset. Why Why is that? Tell us, please. Uh, Nev Campbell says she's hanging it up flat screen. Listen, I understand. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, no, okay, because I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this comes from Deadline, and it says, we've officially heard that Nev Campbell won't be reprising her role as Sydney Prescott in Paramount Spyglasses Media's Scream 6. Word began to leak on the on the on the convention circuit with Campbell, and she says today, sadly, I won't be making the next Scream film. Okay. And, and I quote: "As a woman, I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream." The actress says about her okay. turn in the seven hundred and forty-four million dollar plus grossing global franchise. Quote, I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have brought to the mm. franchise. End quote. Oh, wow. Um, and she also says it's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to, to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Wow. Boom. So, of course, on Twitter, everybody is like, Paramount, pay this woman what right. she wants. Are you stupid? Are you crazy? Y'all like, have literally taken her what entire is happening? life. But you've ruined your entire franchise over a pay dispute? I mean, yeah, that's crazy. No. she can't be asking for anything that she's not worth. 
I mean, that's the whole reason why we watch Scream. Now, that would be the gag Neff if they released what the number was and it was crazy. But I'm, what I, I can't imagine there would be a number that would be crazy because she literally is what you built this entire franchise around is right. her. So how could you possibly and her story. now, you know, 22 years later, 20, she said 25 years, 25 years later, 25. be like, OK, well, actually, no, we're just going to step away. Uh, could you imagine how big of a decision would that have been to make? I for mean, you? like, I just, I, could, I, I don't know if I can imagine how much time. I feel like that that would be the same equivalent as like working thirty years on the job and being like, I can't get a raise. Like I've been here for thirty, you know, right. thirty Carrying plus years. Like this franchise, and they'd be like, no, or like you know, well, there's a new regime and like. Hmm. The disrespect. That's why I'm telling yeah. you know what I had to tell a friend earlier this past week. Um these jobs don't care nothing about you. Because mm. mm. they can find another you in a minute. Matter of fact, They'll the person's probably there. already there right now and in will be minute. in your office in a minute. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that this is this is kind of how jobs can manipulate you and try to play you and try to, you know, they probably did try to rely on that relationship and thought that they would be able to get her to come back. Well, she's been doing it for all these years. Like, but this is not the only thing that she's doing. Oh, she, and she else? didn't have now, to what come else back. Is she doing? Cause I don't now that she's I didn't doing know. other things. She's in other shows and other uh, movies. Not that, not that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> Woo child, I that's all I have to say about it. I just, I good on her. I mean, good for you, Nev. I mean, yeah, like you know, knowing your worth and stepping away when it's like you know, okay, it's time for me to step. Yeah, yeah, this is what y'all want to do. Then okay, and now Paramount, this is your chance to fix this and fix this. Yeah, exactly. Keep your franchise alive. Fix this. Do you? So you think it is the end of the franchise? I think it just it doesn't make sense because it's it's around even, her. It's like doing Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, not even that, but just like you've had this one actress play this one character like the entire time. I mean, Sydney Prescott is scream like her story is literally agreed. That's, giving I mean, that's what it was. Everybody else like yep. nobody else has a story if it's not for Sydney. And so if you take her out of agreed. it, it's like. So I guess we're just going. So this is no longer Scream. So that that's ended. So like, what is this now? Because you're gonna have to come yep. up with some new material. I yeah. I mean, ooh child. Is this gonna be Stab now? <laughs> Not Stab. What's your favorite Scream? <sighs> One is always iconic, but two I also enjoyed two. Okay, I'm. Three was a little eh. I love me. three. That's mine. Really? I love now, three was camp. That's three. camp. I, hey, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's you know what? That's probably camp. best for me because you know I'm not crazy. I'm not like horror film yeah. crazy, but yeah. I really Scream Three was not really scary, like but it was high camp. Very, very high like camp. It. So so um okay, what else you got? Okay, well, let me tell y'all, now that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are over, the trial that we've been missing. It's been against Todd and Julie Chrisley. Oh, I from, heard about this. You know, this. Uh, is it Keeping Up with the Chrisleys? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So 
Um, Chrisley Knows Best. Chrisley Knows Best. That was the show. It was on USA, their reality show that surrounded the family of Todd and Julie Chrisley. Mm-hmm. Now, there have been so many things that have been said about Todd Chrisley over the, the years. Rumors. And, you know, all the rumors that, that have been out there. Paramours. But, honey, let me tell you, they have they definitely have bigger fish to Allegedly. fry, okay? $30 million fish to Jesus. fry, to be exact, okay? Now, after a three-week trial, all right, in, in Atlanta, where the Chrisleys live, uh, Todd and Julie have been found guilty. Oh, on all counts. Ooh. Okay. Um, so that's eight counts of financial fraud and two counts of tax evasion. All right. From what? What did they do? They were convicted of conspiring to defraud banks out of $30 million and avoiding years of tax bills. Okay. They were filing false corporate tax returns for their companies. Wow. So, you know, a lot of things came out during this whole trial. You know, there was an allusion to there being some same-sex relationship that Todd Chrisley was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, some messiness with the estranged daughter mm-hmm. as well um, that seemed to kind of... We talked about this on the podcast, I feel I like, so, last yeah. season when there was like a... Um, some type of sex tape that may have may or may not have been out and there was like a blackmail situation going on with the estranged daughter mm-hmm. on behalf of the Chrisleys. Um, but yeah, so with all of this, I mean, all of this going on, I don't know exactly what this means for for them. So, I mean, the, the show is done. Oh, the show is definitely, I mean, I don't know. Is it done? I mean, we were just talking about how, you know, that trauma can sometimes, yeah. you know, how they'll eat all of that up. I mean, they're going to go to jail. They definitely are going to have to go to jail. <laughs> like, wait a minute. The, the show, they're going to jail. So, I mean, they have they have a lot of financial stuff going on here. Some of the stuff I don't fully understand, but I know something. I know you're supposed to pay your taxes, and yeah. I know you cannot commit financial fraud. They're going to and jail. And that's what they've been convicted of. So... I don't know if they'll do a situation where like one can go to jail and then the other can go to jail, like Teresa oh, Judice like Teresa and them. Did, yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but I mean, they're definitely going to have to um, do some time. So if you were in that situation, would you be the one to go to jail first or would you wait until the per- the person came back and then you go to jail? I would probably want to get my time done yeah, so while I'm, I'm younger. Go first. Yeah. I'd want to go first. I would want to go first and get my time done when I'm younger. What if both of you want to go first? Then what? I'll let them go. And you would not go? Y'all might not find me when it's time for me to go to jail, baby. <laughs> Y'all might not know where I'm at. But yeah, you want to go first? Okay, go ahead. But the kids are all right. <laughs> they fine. They take. Oh, yeah. They'll be taken care of. Well, taken all care brand of. new names. All brand new identities. Um, because they know. Yeah. Now, <laughs> look. When it comes time for me to switch, I, be like, I, I told might y'all not I be around. I wanted to go first. I told y'all I wanted to go first. So I'm not sure exactly what this means uh, for them, but... You know, with ta- with these counts of tax evasion and fraud, they're facing up to 30 years in prison. Yeah. They're going to do some hard time. Which is just crazy. I, I mean, this I mean, is like... Li- this, I, this, mm. Yeah. Um, it looks like this is dated all the way back from 2007. The charges? Yeah. They, this is when it all started, 2007. 
I don't know. I saw them in Nashville one time. I saw the entire family in Nashville one time at this restaurant. And I don't know if I can't remember if they were filming or not. Mm-hmm. They were filming, actually. Um, and they were just like kind of like it was interesting to see them navigating that and just kind of, you know, living their life while the while the cameras followed them. Right. Um, so super interesting. Prayers for the Chrisley family. I mean, prayers. Prayers. It's gonna have to go. I mean, think about it. He also has that his mom. Oh yeah. Like who's gonna be and there with her? Kids. Got those other kids. Like, come on, it's a lot going on. The son. I'm sure. This, I don't think that the youngest son is uh, 18. So I mean, that's mm. gonna be a situation. Like, yeah. Prayers for the Chrisley family. Okay. Um, oh, so the next one I have is, well, Lil Nas X said, you know what, BET? I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he did. I guess. <laughs> so Lil, Lil Nas released a, are we calling this a diss track? I, I don't think we should call it a diss track because okay. that was not, it was not you enough say it doesn't, for yeah. me to be like, oh, okay, this is a diss track because this is not something. It's, it's so it's a no. song that's strongly aimed. He had a little at cute BET. little response. You yeah. know, Lil Nas X is known for trolling. This is what he does. And right. So he is a this master. This is just one it. of his little cute little quips. Yeah. One of his one of those cute little gay quips. <laughs> <laughs> go. I we're not gonna play it on here, but go and listen to it on his Instagram page. Yeah, you won't hear my. Uh, <laughs> you won't hear my thing saying fuck BET. <laughs> Even though I was trash at BET last week. Well, I mean. But that is the truth. It was the, it was I mean, what happened. Truth. I'm not lying. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, hey. They I, have treated LGBT people bad. I mean. The, the uh, LGBT employees facts. bad. Facts yes. are what we've seen and what we've not seen. You know what was interesting, though? When we were watching, what you guys don't know, is uh, Trent and I were watching the Entertainment Tonight video of this and they were kind of laying out this whole story and they were talking about BET's response and BET was going on about how <laughs> uh, what he has provided some iconic moments at the BET awards and he has been highlighted in tremendous ways and he was even nominated for a best <laughs> new artist award in 2020 and we we had him on to perform twice I don't even think it was like that it was like it was basically the equivalent of, oh, we had, we, him on we had twice. this what more stuff do you with want? him. We have worked with him in the past. Yeah. It was like, What damn. more do you want? We've worked yeah. with him twice. Is twice not enough? That's what I got from that. Yeah. Because as soon as they read it, it was like, we've already, we the way the they quota. were stated. When they we filled when, the quota. When they read, um, we've worked with him twice, both Trent and I went, hmm. Let out like, a, this mm. is like one of the biggest <laughs> like, stars felt that <laughs> right now walking like come on right I, we filled woo, our quota child yeah the quota was filled definitely woo child what else do you have um i want to take it back to what this podcast started on our very first argument on this podcast do you remember uh, it's probably something about live performers and and sure it involved Beyonce and it was J-Lo about J Lo halftime show. 
J-Lo being a viable say? option for the halftime show. And you were saying that she would be, you said that she would I be just as good be, as Beyonce. I, and I said, that I she said would, absolutely. And not. I said she would also be good by herself, too. I, I remember that now. I did say. I don't know if you said that. I did say Let's she would the, have a really good clip. performance. Like she's a, the clip. she's a good performer. Roll it. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um, Well. J-Lo has recently done a, a documentary with Netflix titled mm-hmm. Halftime, which she kind of showcases her journey creating the halftime show from beginning to end and all of this. And first looks at it, people are kind of <laughs> people are kind of shocked. So, I mean, what the big conversation is right now is like J-Lo was saying that this was the worst idea ever to have double headliners. Seems like she was not satisfied with the amount of time that she had to split up with Shakira. Mm. Um, I'm sure Shakira wasn't happy either. Yeah, so it sounds like that they were both saying, like, this was an opportunity for to have some Latina representation, um, but they should have gave them much longer to do the show. So they only really, um, when it broke down, they only really had about six minutes to uh, each um and so 14 minutes total so six and some change right and you have j-lo who kind of tried to lobby and she was like they should have gave us 20 minutes that way i could have had 10 and that she could have had 10 uh but very seemed to be very frustrated uh with that and feel like she didn't really get to show what she could have done with just those with just those um few minutes that she had what are your thoughts on this i mean hey I'm I'm definitely gonna watch. I like I again I was confused when the announcement was made and they were like, oh Shakira and J Lo are headlining. It's like, well why we need what is it, the quota too? That's the quota. As a list jam well, let me just fill say them all this. in here at once. Let me say this. I personally think that we got what all we could out of a J Lo halftime performance. Oh, you think with so? those six minutes. I really do. Oh. Based on her catalog, I felt like that that's what we, that's really what we was going to be able to do. I don't think so. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Unless she had that. done a Selena tribute, um, that that's about all we was going to get. I think she could have done a lot more. I think there could have been a bigger dance break. I think she would have incorporated a whole segment with like Ja Rule and, you know, all of her more, I guess, quote unquote, urban songs or whatever and she's got a whole mix of dance songs out there i don't know i think no, she i don't know been i don't know if i need to see a full 12 but you know this is what i will also say is that this is not the first time that the super bowl has done this they have put multiple people i mean they just did this last year with all the but rappers it's been more of a, like, like a medley they've though, had not they've like also, two headliners but they've also had um because Dr. Know. Dre was the headliner, but then all, everybody else was just kind of like the medical. Well, yeah, Dr. Saying, Dre, like Snoop Dogg, I mean, and Kendrick. But they all had like their own like little sets, basically. Right. It wasn't right. like Dr. Dre was on the entire time. He had like some time, but then they all had their own like little sets. Just how they did with that whole. Um, did it feel like that they got more time? Than- Justin Timberlake, uh, Britney Spears, um, well, Aerosmith. Aerosmith like, yeah. That was just like another like, okay, everybody has their own little time. They've done it before. I'm sure they have, but it's, it, it did seem, number one, really short, really rushed, really fast. I think we got what we was going to get. <laughs> hey. Woo hey. chow. Woo chow.
Anyway, do you have anything else? Yes. One oh, last Lord, thing. Damn. I know. Okay. This is jam-packed today. Well, let's leave. <laughs> uh, and I know you saw this. Shout out to the Beehive going crazy. Uh, um, what we're filming, we're recording this on Friday. Yeah. So this happened Thursday night because Beyonce deleted all of her profile pictures from all of her social media. And so, of course, you know, Twitter went ablaze talking about, oh, my gosh, she's about to drop an album. She's about to drop an album. And everybody was up until like midnight and she ain't dropped nothing. Beyonce's <laughs> playing with y'all. And yet, look. <laughs> and so that's been the topic of discussion today. And I think it's so funny. Have you seen any of this? I have seen it. I'm going to be very honest. And I'm going to be a Beehive member that's going to be honest. <laughs> okay. I have now graduated to the place where I am no longer rushing to hear Beyonce music. Mm-hmm. I'll hear it when it, you know, if she Whenever releases she it, it will it will be here. It will get here. But yeah. I haven't necessarily been, I haven't garnered an excitement for any of the last couple of projects. I still consider myself part of the Beehive because I hold her. And, a, and I have a certain reverence for her for who she is, what she's done and what she has brought to the world. Right. But I, I'm not someone that is like <gasps> looking at it that closely to figure out exactly, right. you know, at the moment, because I have to be there at the moment. Yeah. I'm not staying up to hear to see if Beyonce is going to release something. I'm not yeah. at that. I'm not at that level. I, I'm not at that tier. If I, I mean, I mean, I'm usually up late later at so night. So you, you were up late. You were I, up, I, I was, so I wasn't up late for this. I actually wasn't waiting. I fell, I, I had fell asleep at 11 and had forgotten all about it. When I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh yeah, did anything ever happen to that? And so that's, that's just kind of how I am about it. I was like, if I'm up and it drops, oh great. But I mean, it's music. Like I'm going to hear it. I'm going to listen to it. It doesn't matter right. if it's got to be at midnight or two days later. Like, I'm still going to hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't change anything for me. So, I agree with you. I'm not, I don't feel as though I am on that level to where I would ever got to be there, like, at midnight for the drop or something like yeah, that. No. I'm I'm going to hear it either way. So, when, when I see it, the first time that I see it, I'll pop the bad boys in and listen. Same here. So, all right. That's all I have. Nice. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come let's back, take a break on that one. we will return with our spotlight shows of the week. Yes. What are you doing? I am going to cover Real World Homecoming New Orleans. Child, all right. Yep. <laughs> and I'm covering uh Stranger Things part it's, volume one. Big surprise. Ooh, we'll talk about it. All right, and we are back. It is time for our Spotlight Shows of the Week. And this week, I am doing the Real World Homecoming New Orleans. Sweet So I've talked about this show a little bit already on the podcast, just yes, a little have. bit when it first came out, because I was so Enamored. surprised um, at how great this was. So, you know, Paramount Plus has done a couple of renditions of the Real World Homecoming. They did one with New Orleans um, but before this, they did one with New York and then they did it with Los Angeles. And it was interesting because the New York one was the first time they did it. It was 
once again during. It was fine. It was, it was, yeah, I, I didn't watch most of it. Of it. Um, I, yeah, but that. I saw a couple of episodes, and you know, it was interesting because they also had kind of people popping in. I think Eric had COVID, and mm. it was it was a little weird. It was a little shaky. Uh, and then I think with the real world Los Angeles when they did this, I don't think that they um, properly estimated the level of height that it was going to be particularly with tammy roman and um oh, david's yeah. um who the castmate that she had the initial the conflict with, with yeah. all those years back and that yeah. just kind of exploded and it really became what that season was about almost entirely uh with this this was i guess third times was the charm because you know, Real World New Orleans had a little bit of everything. It had some conflict. It had some really great recalls back to the initial season. Um, and I really fell in love with it. I, I mean, this was my must-see TV on Wednesday nights mm -hmm. uh, when it came out on Paramount because I was, I was definitely watching to see how everything unfolded. Um, I first want to start off with the cast, right? Because that's what makes this show. Real World has always been really great about casting now the cast when they first did the show in 2000 in the year 2000 you know these all these fresh face 20 somethings coming back we didn't we weren't necessarily guaranteed that we were going to have those same you know fresh face happy go lucky well, no. you know life we knew happened. so you know life has happened to these people and you didn't know exactly what you were getting once they came through the door. Mm -hmm. How I did this to kind of break down to y'all, and there are going to be spoilers in this, so if you are interested in watching, please make sure that you probably fast forward through this aspect because I am going to share a couple of things. But how I decided to do the cast is I wanted to do them in tiers. Um, in the tradition of Abby Lee Miller Dance Company, <laughs> I'm going to do my bottom tier all the way up to my top. So who's Ooh. on the pyramid? All right, bottom of the pyramid, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, so Kelly was the blonde head, um, kind of sorority girl coming from a small town. Uh, not the Mormon, not Julie, but she was just like the blonde girl. Not much has changed. The most exciting thing for her is that she married Scott Wolf from Party of Five. And that was that's the most exciting thing for her. She really did not bring it. She was literally there and brought nothing. Mm. Go, girl, give us nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, I would say, okay. all right, next at the bottom of the pyramid would be Matt. Matt was I don't our... I remember Matt too He was much. our white guy. He was white, blonde-haired, super kind of like that quirky, nerdy type guy. Uh, he was super okay. Christian. Yeah. Um, now, I think the most interesting thing about him is that he was super Christian. And I don't think at that point he was. I think he was a virgin when mm -hmm. he came to the real world. Um, now has like six kids with his wife. What's um, his religion? He He's still very Christian. He gives me like youth pastor vibes. Like uh, um, <laughs> my old man says like college ministry vibes. But I think it's I think it's definitely more like youth pastor and I, he he talks like a pastor hmm. um you know like those pastors that try to be cool and wear I jeans roll. and yeah <laughs> like that's his vibe uh did not give much of anything chose to back out of some of the activities um like i think that they went to like a gay club one night and he was like yeah i'm not gonna go do that which is just kind of like all right whatever, whatever lame um i would say at the last on the bottom of the pyramid would be jamie 
Jamie came in. He was the the preppy guy um, in the initial season. Still very much like that. Not much has changed with him either, but did give us some very good tea. Um, <laughs> which definitely shocked me. Um, he did not spill it, but he was definitely involved in it. And one of the things that I noticed throughout the season was that he was keeping his distance from Julie Mm -hmm. for some reason. And I didn't really Mm -hmm. realize why I'll get to that a little bit later. Next at the next on the uh, middle tier, we're now middle tier of the pyramid, Julie, she would be the next person. I actually love Julie in this. I think she works. I think she was an activator. She was annoying as hell, but she she definitely got things moving in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that was because she was really trying to create a show. And she <laughs> was very she was very um, open about that. She was like, I'm creating a show. And I'm creating a, I'm creating an experience because I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be seen as old. Like I'm I'm gonna make a show. And it made some of the people in the house feel uncomfortable. It's like we're here to like just, you know, reminisce, get together, reunite. And like <laughs> you're trying you're focused on like trying to create like drama the and real world. all of these things. You know, she got like super drunk one night, got and like was just like super hard to deal with. Um Tokyo had to like come and grab her. It was she was she did a lot of this. And one of the bombs that she dropped, and I'll give it back just because this is like her also instigating stuff. She let it slip that her and Jamie actually hooked up after the real world, which is a huge surprise that I don't think anyone knew. And people in the house were like, wait, what? Uh, when they they actually did a challenge, like one of the real world Rose Rose right. challenges together, right. and ended up hooking up on a trip. Um, and she kind of spoke about like how that was like the first time that she had done anything more than kiss with the guy and oh, how it was Jesus. like a huge like thing for her. And, you know, it's always been like this, you know, something that she's kept and thought about in her head. And okay. it, it really, okay. it grew legs. <laughs> See, like Marcus, I, I'm you, telling you. I was you. with you. And then I was like, okay, Marcus, it grew now so many crossed, legs. We've crossed over. It grew so many legs. Nothing. The, her husband ended up coming to visit and there was a conversation about her getting a hall pass for Jamie. Like it was, it was crazy. I cannot. So next, yeah. So she was a lot. Next on the tier was uh, Tokyo, um, who formerly was known as David, David, David Broom, but now goes by Tokyo. I just put him because he's had at least he was the one who had changed the most. I was like, who are you? Um, this was the come on be my baby tonight guy. Yeah. And very I mean was, on that he was very fine he on was. Uh, the initial season of New cute. Orleans, very cute. Um uh, but he's definitely has a brand new look now. I would just say <laughs> if you remember him, do yourself a favor and just go on Paramount just to check out what he looks like now. Very interesting. Ooh, sorry. Okay. So they were on the middle tier. My top tier people are Danny and Melissa. I think that um, Melissa has evolved the most and has come with such a cool outlook and vibe that she brung that she brung to the house this time, uh, rather than being that kind of like manic girl, you know that she was one of the main players in the yeah. But real she's world. now she's definitely matured and she has children and mm-hmm. like she's like she sees things she's super down. differently and yeah. like can 
really articulate herself super well mm-hmm. um, now, which her. is really cool. And it was just, it was, it was one of my favorite things to see in this show of just how much she has evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she was not in a great place during her time there in the house. Um, there were some things going on with her and she talks about it on the show, but you know, she, she's, you know, she's, she really did. It made me proud to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, Danny, Danny Roberts, who was oh, yeah. the, um, their, their token gay on that cast. But then he became, you know, such a huge figure because of the don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also changed quite a bit. He has a lot of different things that I feel like have also happened to him in his life. And so that has, um, <laughs> you know, for some reason that has, you know, taken effect on him. It looks like physical, but then also mentally mm-hmm. um, as well. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about him and the Paul relationship, because that was a big thing for the season. And then they brought that back. And it was one of the things that they focused on for this reunion. So they actually brought Paul to new Orleans to reunite with him and to kind of like talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time that we saw him on camera without, like, without the blur. The blur yeah. So for those who don't know, because of don't ask, don't tell Danny's boyfriend, Paul actually had to be on the real world with his face blurred out and his voice distorted so that people didn't know that who he was. So he wouldn't lose his place. He wouldn't lose his job in the military. I know it sounds super archaic, but it was, it's crazy. And so this was our first time without him seeing that blurred out. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was super, you know, it was just good. It was good to see um, that piece. And what we learned is that definitely all the glitters was not gold Mm -hmm. while they were doing this, like kind of front facade America's gay couple. There were a lot of things happening in their relationship. that were not good. They were toxic. Um, that Danny moved on from, and it seems that Paul moved on from as well. Um, but that was one of the big things from this the show that like really did kind of show like you know ha- take a place right here in the in the old right. ticker um, because it was it was nice to see them um, it was nice to see them kind of talk and have a little bit of resolution. Uh, but yeah, overall it was a really great reunion. I feel like it had enough drama with julie and her fighting with people in the house um casting there was a lot i mean this it, it went deep because they started to bring up things that had happened like right after their time in the house mm-hmm. apparently julie was writing letters to kind of get people fired from certain jobs and things that they had gotten what? so like danny uh melissa who had both like received like speaking engagements Julie had like come in, underbid them, and like talked about like how they don't show up, they don't make things, like they don't make their speaking engagements. Um, and you know, like these emails and things that were sent got back to Danny and Melissa. And so, like, when they came, they definitely had an axe to grind with Julie right. um, about it, who at first tried to not take responsibility, but then later owned up to it. Um, said that she did write one for Danny. She definitely wrote something out there to kind of get Danny fired. She said she didn't do it for Melissa, but someone from her management probably did. Hmm. So it, it, I mean, it, it kind of brought in all of these things. Danny and Matt had like a, you know, Christian versus gay thing. It's like, it's, it was, it was a lot, a lot of but the it same was, tropes. but it was, but it was good. And I right. think that that was a lot of it. it was, so it was the same tropes, but it was like, the conversation was more so like, okay, 
you know, these are your beliefs, but why haven't your beliefs changed after all of this time? Like, how could you still think the same after all of these years? Like, I know that that's what you were thinking when you were like 20 something, but like, you know, like 30 have you evolved? Like in what ways? And so it was really interesting to see in what ways people have changed and which ways they haven't. Um, Check it out on Paramount Plus. I'm telling you, it was it was really good. Lots of good moments, funny moments. Um, as well as plenty drama. Nice. I get. I, I, I. We've talked about this time and time again. I loved me some real world back in the day. But yeah. Now I just can't get to it. Yeah. I think you know what I love about this is that it is a nod to the old, right? Because you do have some familiarity with these people already, and it's done in a way that is kind of classic and traditional. But yes, they did have a couple of different tropes and things that they use mm-hmm. one of the things one of the devices and i'll move on but every morning they would come down in the living room turn on the tv and they would play like a package from the year 2000 or like an experience in the house and they would talk about it so okay. they did like a whole package on the don't ask don't tell mm-hmm. and then that prompted danny to kind of say what he was going through what he was going through yeah. which was the situation was Everyone, no one thought <laughs> on production was like, okay, we'll blur Paul's face out. But what happens after production when you now have Danny, who's known across the world, walking along with some guy? Is that Paul? Oh, that's Paul. That's got to like his face is now out there because he's, you know, Danny was talking about like there would be times they had to go in like supermarkets alone. They couldn't be out in public together because that's how much people were invested. That's how much people were investing. That's how much spotlight yeah. was on them. Yeah. You know, because he got like Dawson's Creek and he was doing some other stuff. He was on like a cover with Beyonce. Um, they did like some kind of cover on, I think it was like Rolling Stone of like, <laughs> yes. I thought of New York, Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. That's like Beyonce. they were doing like all of like the next like the next the stars. New now next. Yeah. So yeah. it's like new now next, and they did one for like music, reality television, and uh, he was on there for reality te- TV, and she was on there for music. It was like he was a thing, and like no out. one, no one thought about that, and it was just like whoops, like yeah, y'all out here, like sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was so it was just crazy to see them kind of talk through so much of that and unpack so much of that um it was yeah it was really good it's also very interesting that like and people should also know when you do these reality shows and stuff when you're done in some instances your life changes but you like you get no support from the network or from the t like you're on your own she was like i'm she's like i'm famous but i'm also broke right and so people li- see me living my life and expect something, you know, expect it to be something else. But like, I have no money. I'm like trying to get jobs. I'm trying to do, you know, yeah. speaking engagements, but people, are, I'm getting fired. <laughs> like, it's, it was, it's, it was very, it was very interesting. And it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful little journey for that cast. And I love that. I personally love the real world New Orleans cast. Like, mm. I, I do. So shout out. Yeah. All right. We taking a break. Yeah, we'll take a break and then we can come back with uh, your spotlight episode. All right. Let's do it.
And we're back. All right, it's time for my spotlight TV show of the week. And we are talking Stranger Things running up that road, running up that hill. This is the Kate Bush song that's very, very popular right now. Okay. Shout out, Kate. Spotlighted throughout this entire season. Shout out, Kate Bush. (laughs) Um, But yes, so Stranger Things season four, volume one. We're going to discuss. Uh, I've been trying to get Trent to at least watch. I can't watch everything. That's the thing. I just I can't watch everything. So if you don't want to, if you look, let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. I'll pick a show that you have to watch and you can pick a show that I have to watch. Now, let's now. Now, let's see where now where's Barbara Walters. (laughs) Put your money where your mouth is. Now, I'll pick a show that you have to watch. Let's do it. And yeah, and now and then you pick a show that I have to watch. Okay, let's do it. I've got the show that I want. And it's gonna be quizzes. Okay, I I have to think about what it is. We'll come back to this in fizz or flat. Um, Okay, so on to Stranger Things. So for obviously there will be spoilers here. So if you haven't finished Stranger Things, then maybe come back to this segment in a little bit. But all these spoilers because I want to get into some things. I want to talk. I want to. I want to talk to the pop stars. So you're going to spoil it for me before I see it. Can we talk? Well, you're not going to watch that, so and, I'm going to Oh, so watch. it's not this show. Then. No, it's okay. not this show. All right. No, 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 because I want to talk about it, so it is going to be what it is. So It's going to be Love, Death, and Robots. Who knows what it's going to be. All right, go Anyways, ahead. so we pick up on Stranger Things, and the cast has been split up. You know, the uh, I, I, I'm breaking them down into California crew, Russia crew, and Hawkins crew. Okay, I was going to say, that's my, yeah. That might be good because I think that that was a very smart device because there's a lot more characters, right? There, there are. There's a lot. There, there's yeah. several more people involved in each of these crew now, crews now. But where we left off, it was Joyce and Jonathan and L leaving to move to California while leaving the rest of the uh, the gang in Hawkins. And then, of course, we also left off where Hopper. Um, was seemingly killed at the end of season three, but we now find out that he was captured by the Russians and sent to some training camp off in Kumkachka or whatever it's called in Russia. Kumkachka. And so, go ahead, what? Kumkachka. Kumkachka. Something that I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to break down the characters really quickly and put them in their crews. Uh, so, first we have um, L, Will, Jonathan, Argyle. And Mike. That's, and L is 11. Yeah, L is 11. And that's the California crew. They're all in sort of like a grouping and go through some things. Then we have Dustin, Lucas, Erica, Steve, Nancy, Max, Robin, and Eddie. That This is the crew you want to be in. This is the Hawkins crew. This is this is where the story was this whole this season This was the money team. Everybody else kind of orbited around them. Um, and then we have the Russia crew, which was Joyce, Hopper, Murray, and Dimitri. And so those were pretty much the three plot points that happened this season. Um, the California crew was purposefully put there for, I guess I won't spoil everything, but for a, a reason. And then, of course, Joyce leaves and joins the Russia crew. One of the things that I want to talk about was who shined this season and who got sidelined. Okay, I've been really paying attention to a lot of um, characters that I really enjoy, but starting to notice that in some shape or form in a following season, they get sidelined and they just, they don't do much. And it's like, well, wait, 
this is not the natural progression of the, how this should probably be. Um, and so let's get into that a little bit. Who I thought shined the Hawkins crew. The story revolved around them because the threat is in Hawkins. Um, that's where all of this started and that's where all of this is continuing. And so being able to kind of reunite with Dustin and Lucas and his little sister, Erica, the black girl yep. who um, had a really popular role. And then Steve and Nancy sort of rekindling their relationship again. And then the new girl, Robin and the new boy, Eddie. And so they really, really fill out this season and episode four with Max, probably the standout. That's where the, um, the Kate Bush song was like in full effect, but I think catapulted it back into like the billboard top 10 again or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but shout out to her. Um, I also thought the um, the Russia crew shined. Um, okay. The Russia crew shined this season because, again, uh, they were they were going. There were things were happening with them. It was it was exciting to watch, and so Joyce and Murray were basically trying to rescue Hopper from the prison, and so they get into a bunch of antics. Meanwhile, on the other side, Hopper is in this prison fighting for his life, and uh, one of the what I think they call the demo dogs or whatever uh, monsters is in the prison that the the security guards are feeding them to, and so it's just this whole ordeal. But it was a very it was very exciting to watch, and I loved how that ended um, or concluded for this part for Volume One. The people that I thought got sidelined was the California crew uh, because they send L on this journey to me that felt a little bit more like a regression than a progression um, of her story arc, especially coming out of season three. And then they took one of the main characters from Stranger Things as a whole, Mike, and literally just sidelined him in California and gave him some meaningless tasks and stuff to do. And so that was weird. Hmm. And then they took the other main character, Jonathan, whose brother Will was the one who was kidnapped in the very first season. They sidelined him as well. I don't necessarily... I wasn't really on board with their their story arc and or L's, honestly, like to kind of get more background on the whole massacre situation. Great. But I don't know. It felt a little drawn out to me. And so well, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. feel as though. Would it have made for a more powerful story if, you know, instead of keeping all of these characters to maybe lose some. Well, we come close to that this season. We come close to that a few times. Close this but season. no cigar. To lose, yeah, but we don't lose them. But it, they, it comes very, very close to that. Um, I think I don't think I don't think it's the mismanagement is on the amount of characters. I think it's just on the mismanagement of their storylines. Because again, if we're sending Joyce off to Russia to deal with that story arc then there's no point of them being in california again and yeah i get it they are have they would have to like drive all the way back blah 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 but it would it would have been nice to find a way to get them back to hawkins sooner instead of sending them on this side mission that they had to go on this side story arc that really doesn't go anywhere because the california crew is not in the last two episodes mm. barely at all so we don't really know what they're doing at this point so that's I don't think it's the amount of characters. I just think it's how they're using them right now. Interesting. OK, so um, 
overall thoughts, volume one, it was exciting. It was a bit of a slow burn at times, and I felt like there's some things that I could have done without. Uh, I am getting a little tired of the high school. I said this earlier. I have found myself having watched several high school shows like back to back to back, and I think I'm a little tired of this plot point. I think I want to look at some things that doesn't take place in high school anymore after this. Interesting. So that is a little tiring to me. Um, I didn't know that apparently there's a season five, so season four is not the end. Okay. Uh, That's exciting. And that there will be a time jump. And there's going to be a volume two. Yes. And so volume two releases on July 1st, but it's only two episodes. And so it's a 10 episode or a nine episode season. And they just saved the last two episodes, I guess. Are they going to be like hour long episodes? Well, I mean, these were all well, like an hour, two hour long, hour plus. It'll be like movies. So like a lot of the episodes in this volume were an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were long. I mean, they were good, though. Like it went by super fast. But like, yeah, this, a lot of these were an hour and a half, too. It was a commitment, child. It was a it was a slog, but we made it through. So. Good. I'm glad. It sounds like you enjoyed it. I do. I liked, I've i always liked Stranger like Things. I've been with these kids since they were babies, and to see mm-hmm. them grown up now, of course, is always crazy, but if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix, uh, and Volume 2 drops on July 1st. So, great. Stay seat. All right. We're taking another break? Yeah, let's take a break and um, leave some Stranger Things and get into some cooler things. Ooh. I, um, Girl, okay. no, it's, it's time for Terrible Fizz or <laughs> All right, and we are back. It is time for our signature segment of this podcast, Fizz or Flat. This is the part of the show where Marcus and I get to go over those top pop culture moments of the week, give them a fizz if we're feeling them, or a flat if, if we're, we're not. not. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, I have another Britney Spears update for us. Ooh. She's married now. <laughs> she is married now. She's so lucky. So Britney Spears married her boyfriend, Sam Ascari, this past uh, this past week at their home in Thousand Oaks, California. I heard it's a big celebration. Um. It was a intimate. Oh, it was an intimate uh, ceremony of about sixty guests. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's it's somewhat it's intimate. Semi- you know, weddings can be. I, I mean, a hundred for Britney people. Spears, yeah. sixty people. It's, it's, like okay. that's tiny. Fair. That's fair. That's tiny. That's now, fair. what I will say is that you know, of course, there were some le- some celebrities uh, in the room. Uh, Kathy Hilton, Drew Barrymore, Paris Hilton, um, Madonna, mm-hmm. uh, Donatella Versace uh, were some of the celebrities that were there. Uh, it looks beautiful. The um, homes, I put the link in. You see. can see it looks beautiful. They did this at, in their, at their home in their backyard. And um, what was interesting to me, well, I guess it wasn't that surprising, though, Um Britney Spears was missing a lot of family there. So not surprised. No, no Jamie Lynn, no mom, no dad. Not surprised. Um, that was actually there um at the wedding. But it seems like, you know, she's super excited, super happy. Um they were engaged in November. So that's I mean, that's not a long that's not a long engagement. 
Shout out to Selena Gomez getting an invite. Oh, yeah. Selena Gomez was there as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So they had about, what, a few months to plan, about nine months to plan. She looked really good. There was some, you yeah, know. It cute. What was also, her boys weren't there. Uh, maybe. Does she have custody? I think so, yeah. Or is she still um, but they just, I mean, it's her wedding. I just thought that they would be there. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that that was interesting. Apparently, Jason Alexander, her first husband, the guy that she got married to before Kevin Federline, mm-hmm. apparently he tried to like crash or something, and they had to, they had to like the police had to come and get him. There was some drama with that. I didn't really read into that. I'm like, I can't get into it. Why is he crash even there? The wedding. Oh, he he tried to like, to yeah, back. he tried to come to the wedding. I'm like, this Maybe is crazy. Maybe trying to get her back. But shout out to Sam Ascari. I mean, video hoes be getting chose. Okay. She Is met he? Yeah, she met him from the video. She did a video. I think it was like Slumber Party or something like that. And he was With like Tanache. the guy. He was the guy in the video. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like the plane of video. Oh. Hey. Uh, I give it a fizz. I love this. I yeah, love love. Fizz all the way. I'm here for it. Like Absolutely. keep doing your thing. Um, I hope you know this. You know this conservatorship is only going to show and reveal more. The end of this conservatorship is only going to show and reveal more. And so I'm glad she's able to make these types of decisions for herself. Same. Yeah. Congrats fizz. to the congrats to the lovely couple. Um, the first one I have is just. Did you ever? Did you get a chance to watch the Black Adam trailer? I did with not. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, I didn't get to see that. Is it good? Very interesting. I actually don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I I'm I'm a maybe I need to, and I'll probably check out a couple of trailer breakdowns and stuff. But I need to do a little more research on what Black Adam is actually about because I am not super familiar. And so I guess I'm the the trailer kind of looks just like a lot of fun shots, but like there's no real narrative or story being told in the trailer or like what is this movie going to be about what's the plot interesting i don't i've not i don't know much about it i don't even know who black adam is in the marvel he's not universe. in the marvel he's in dc oh sorry see dc i don't know who this man is if he was walking down the street i wouldn't know a thing <laughs> sorry to this man well so i now that i think about maybe I, I can't give this a fizz or a flag yet i'm still on the fence Damn, and I was going to give it a fizz, too, but now I, I just had a moment, like an epiphany. Oh, my gosh. All right, get get him out of here, Jane. Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm going to have to wait. What are you giving it? I haven't seen it. I don't even know anything oh, about this. Oh, so you're abstaining, too, then, right? I, I don't. I, a yeah. flat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm abstaining. Not interested. Got it. Moving on. <laughs> um. Okay. I want to give a quick shout out to Justine Lindsay, who is making history uh, by becoming the first openly transgender cheerleader in the NFL. Ooh. Yes. And so Justine Lindsay um, in September will be on, is the newest member of the Carolina Panthers top catch cheerleading uh, team. So, I mean, I think this is a huge step um, and hopefully there will be other, um, other people from the trans community inspired to go out for their dreams uh just like she has uh she posts on instagram cats out of the bag you were looking at the newest member of the carolina pat uh carolina panthers top cats cheerleader 
I'm the as the first transgender female. I would like to thank the beautiful and talented dancers who supported me along the way. This is beautiful. Go her. I love this. This is this is super nice, and you know, kudos to her and the entire team. Fizz for me. Fizz. Fizz. Uh, all right. I want to give a huge fizz and a huge shout out to Saucy Santana. Baby, you're coming up in the world. I love this for you. Uh, queer, queer media is starting to get a little momentum. Uh, did you see the the Teen Vogue cover of Saucy Santana? I did see that. It was so really good. cute. It yeah. was really cute. The interview was really funny, too. If you saw, Did you read any of that? I didn't read the interview, but the photo was cute. They were talking about the Beyonce. They, they call it the Beyonce section. And was talking about him sampling the song and whether or not he knew that the original song was from the Shy Lights. And he was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, no. Cause they, and they were like, well, who do you think cleared it? And they were, she, he was like, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, look, that ain't got no, the music ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> he said, I go in there and do the songs and I let my management figure out the, all the other stuff. I, I, it was just very funny, but a huge shout out. And he's also got this new song out called Booty. Um, it's cute, too. Very cute. So many so I feel like there's so many songs called Booty. Uh, yeah. Don't be like Mariah Carey, y'all. Get that get that copyright. <laughs> get it get it taken care of. But I, I say all that to say I'm here for it. Uh, big shout out to Saucy Santana. I love it. Keep doing your thing. Uh, and shout out to the Team Vogue cover. Yeah, no, that's super cool and that's super dope. I'm that's a fizz for me totally. It's a fizz. Okay, let's see if you give this a fizz. Um there is a Texas legislator that would like to ban minors from drag events. Don't we have other things to worry about? Okay. Don't we have a power grid that's constantly failing in now your listen, state? Now listen, Texas Representative Brian Slayton, okay? Uh, has decided that he was he wants to sponsor legislation that would ban minors from drag events where or any events where drag queen performance would take place. I mean, at this point, my my first reaction is, how are you going to do this when drag is so prevalent on television and and you know drag is literally everywhere nowadays. So is this? You need to find something else to spend your time on. I'm sure the taxpayers that are, you know, looking to you to kind of help elevate their interests are not worried about drag queens performing at some drag brunch or if kids could come to a drag brunch. That is not necessarily what's on everybody's mind. Hell, you you, you see DragCon? You see the amount of kids that are going to this? This is all like, a mess. You are, you are wasting your time um, there are other things that the state of Texas needs to be worried about, and it's not drag. <laughs> I I agree. You know, I was really looking for my, uh, some of the Texas girls to to say something. I haven't heard anything yet, but I definitely will be listening in from Alyssa to hear what Alyssa Edwards, Shangela, Kennedy, what they all have to say about this because yeah. it's so funny to me because Texas is such a like a big, big drag, drag capital. Yeah. Like it has so many drag queens that come out of there and like yeah. really, I mean, world famous drag queens that we know have come out of this state. And so it's interesting that this would be something you would you would promote and prioritize when 
the money. You have so many other things to be worried about. Well, you so many other things to be worried about, but also the money that creates like the drag business is so prevalent. Like, sir, I, I'm I'm telling you, I guarantee you, you know, drag that industry down there is popping. This gets a an extreme and total flat for me. You're gonna give this a flat. All right. Well, I will let Rep. Ryan Slayton know that you give this a flat. I will also be giving this a flat as well to go along with your flats. So two flats don't make it right. Slayton, get it together. Boot. <laughs> what else do you have? That's all that I have. Um, okay, well, I want to give a couple of quick shout outs before we get yeah. up out of here. No, go for First it. shout out, Tiger Woods. I see you, baby. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Um, he is the next billionaire athlete. Did we just say LeBron James became a billionaire yeah, athlete? Yeah, so, too? you What's know. What's going on here? So these athletes are, I, I'm telling you, the money what management is there, and it's not, you know, people are not taking advantage of athletes how they used to. Hell, Serena's going to be next. I, I, I hope and pray. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I, I think I think it's definitely doable. Um, okay, so shout out to Tiger. Also, shout, shout out, out to Lena Horn. Um, there is going to be a new theater on Broadway. Well, it's not a new theater, it's an old theater that's going to be renamed um, the Lena Horn Theater oh, on wow. Broadway. So, the Brooks Atkinson Theater, which right now I think has uh, six, the Broadway musical um, playing out of it, is going to be renamed the Lena Horn Theater. And, and who this is Brooks is going, Atkinson. I don't even know. <laughs> probably some rich person who probably um mm. own the space but this is going to be the first broadway venue that's named um after a black woman so this is a such this is like a really big thing and shout out to lena horn and her family yes fizz yeah fizz 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 um i think that's it for me that's it. What are your final thoughts leaving this episode? Hmm. Do you have any off the top of your head? Um, I think the only thing I would go back and say would be, um, well, we did. Okay. Well, we did talk about knowing your worth and leaving when, you know, leaving when the time is right. So with Nev Campbell, um, her situation also, Lil Nas X, who's like kind of throwing the deuces to BET as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that there does come a time where you have to kind of say, all right, does it actually serve me to fight this? We were talking about this a little bit last week with we Monique. Yeah. Um, does it actually serve we me did. to fight this? And if am I fighting for the sake of fighting or am I, you know, just going to take where I get my... Go where I'm being treated right. Right. And I feel like that that's what Lil Nas X needs to do. Nev Campbell clearly has taken that and she's like, I'm going where I'm going to be treated right. Um, I feel that. And so that's, I'm kind of, that's what's kind of surrounded. And that would be my only final thought of, you know, realize what you're fighting for. And, and if those things aren't serving you, go to somewhere where it is going to serve you. Amen to that. I think my final thought is going to be focused around the resurgence of queer media. I am excited for what is to come and what is happening because everybody in the queer space definitely needs their 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 shine. Uh, from Lil Nas X, you were just talking about that, I, doing such amazing work and 
knowing I, I think the fact that he is upset lets you know that he wants to be involved with the BET Awards, you know, or wanted to at some point. So, I mean, that should tell you something. I also think Saucy Santana's doing amazing work and coming up. You see things in the news. I don't know if you saw also Rebel Wilson got a girl. Got a uh I don't care if she had a girl, a boy, or a billy goat. <laughs> it don't got nothing to do with me. That girl is Um, I'm just I'm happy for the resurgence of queer media. We've se- we're seeing things like Fire Island happening, the movie and that new new movie Bro. Uh, Jesse Smollett just dropped his B-Boy Blues on BET Plus. So a lot lot of queer media happening. And so I am. But don't get comfortable because for every situation you got, you got another Brian Slayton coming in trying to take down queer performance in some other form. So don't get. It's cute. Yes. And we're happy. Yes. It's pride. And all of these things are happening right now. But like. Let's see what's happening in July, August, and 365 right. around. Let's right. not get not too comfortable. Just pride so mind. this is cute, but let's not get crazy. But that's my final thought. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. You guys can find us and continue the conversation on social media. You can find us at Cold Pop Show on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook, if you're still on Facebook. Um, you can find me at Trent Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. Haven't they rebranded to Meta? So is it not even Facebook anymore? I, I think it's still Facebook. Oh, is it? Okay. I think. Oh, I, I wouldn't know. It's still Facebook on my phone. Gotcha. Uh, you can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Uh, that's it. Bye. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>